Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Yes, Benny. It feels what's good. What's happening? That feels really I know, good. it does. I know, right? It? I know. Hey, quick question. Sure. Are we still in Mercury Retrograde? Mercury Retrograde just started on Tuesday. Oh, it will be man. going until June something. and June something? Come oh, on. I know. And, I and you know, it's it's a foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm going to check in with astrology, but I'll pull it out already. Um, oh, I didn't mean already, to jump the gun on you. No, no, no. I'm going to say this because oh. <laughs> you asked about it. And, and, you know, I love you. I want to bring you the, the blessing of the stars. Please, I need it. Inquiring minds want to know. Just mine. Not just mine. <laughs> Uh, but this this is a little bit intense because it's happening between two eclipses. So Ooh. just remember that it's about communication. And so when Mercury is retrograde, please do not think it is an evil hex. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, that's good. It's just about communication and revisiting some things that may have not been communicated so well, right? There so you go. get another chance. So it's, so it's more like, I love you, but we need to talk about picking up your clothes again. That's right. I love you. <laughs> the dishes are dirty right. again, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Can we do something about you and your hair? Something like that along those lines? Is that where we're going? Yeah, just, just right. along those just lines. Just sure like, we're all on the same page. You know, it's really funny because I was talking to a client yesterday and she said, if I put a clothes hamper in the living room in front of the oh TV, God. do you think <laughs> he'll see it? I <laughs> Here's an option. Make it a game. <laughs> That's what I said. Maybe you could be like baskets or something. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> High score for the day wins, I don't know, a, a trip to the ice cream shop or something. Yeah, I don't know. May, like we'll that. figure yeah. it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always think uh, some of the best words are, do you mean, you know, like when someone says something, it's like, do you, do you mean, do you really mean, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. I love it. Anyway, that's such a great segue into our show. So anyway, like I said, I'm Loretta Brown, and I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis uh, up here in the Seattle area for the last 27 years. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. You can schedule everything at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. And um, what do we got coming up? We've got Sunday meditation with Loretta, Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't join me at that time, Sign up, I'll send you a recording of a meditation with my voice in it, which has that quality to it, right? It just happens. And uh, I do have the Temple of the Divine Feminine. My monthly class for women will be coming up, not this Saturday, but a week from Saturday. And a big love and blessings to my supporters. I am a listener-supported show. And you can help out with that by going to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show. So as I said, we are in between eclipses. This is a very busy week in the skies, a very busy cos cosmic month. It's a very pivotal month. For many people, the energy of May has felt thick and heavy. Depends, right? Because we're not all the same. But when the energy is kind of thick and heavy or you're feeling like you just can't wake up or you just want to lay down and take a lot of naps first of all take care of yourself and remember that there's all kinds of things that you can do to keep your energy levels in balance and i am a firm believer in laughter 
I'm a firm believer in lightness of being. Find something to smile about, something to laugh about, and try not to get too pulled down into the heaviness over there. Um, I love people and I love animals, and so I love to watch YouTubes of cute little animals or little babies. I don't know. It does it for me. But May is going to be a turning point. We may feel stretched to our limits. We might be weary and excited by the transformations that are occurring. And it is very likely that we will experience the ending or the closing of a chapter in our lives this month. As I mentioned to Benny a few moments ago, Tuesday, May 10th, which was a couple of days ago, we had the second Mercury retrograde of this year, which begins in the air sign of Gemini, which is about communication and thinking, and ends in the earth sign of Taurus, grounding it, bringing it to life. So be careful what you're asking for right now, because you, you'll probably manifest it, and you're going to manifest it rapidly. So ask for the good things. This Mercury retrograde occurs between the two eclipses. The April 30, we had a solar eclipse. This coming Sunday, we have a blood moon lunar eclipse. I'll talk more about it in a moment. And so it's going to heighten the energy of this Mercury retrograde, and it will make us a little bit extra sensitive to its effects. And Mercury is the planet of communication, contracts, so be very careful right now what you're signing, what contracts. Think about things. You know, Mercury retrograde doesn't mean you can't do things. It just means think about it a little bit more. Like be, be conscious of what you're doing. It also uh, rules travel <laughs> and our mental state. Uh, maybe that's an extra state. I don't know. <laughs> My, what mental state do you live in? Maybe you could live in a different one. Thanks, Naomi, for laughing. <laughs> and also on Tuesday, a couple of days ago, we had one of the biggest cosmic events of the month and the year. So pay attention. Everyone's talking about the blood, moon, lunar eclipse. But I'm telling you that on Tuesday, Jupiter, the great big, huge planet of expansion, entered Aries the fiery planet, for the first time in 12 years. It will stay there until October 28th or 29th. It'll dip back into Pisces where it's been. And then it's going to go back into Aries for, for, for quite some time. And what does this do? It brings more in independence, more innovation, and a greater entrepreneurial spirit. So if you're thinking about launching a business, launching yourself in a new way, or just standing up and brushing yourself off from the last two years and go, huh, oh my goodness, what have I been doing? Let me do this other thing. Now is the time to step forward. So Aries is a sign associated with new beginnings. It's the first sign of the Western Zodiac. So we may begin to feel things shift into a new state. And on a personal level, Jupiter and Aries can be a very motivating and energizing placement. And so use this energy to fill your cup. Many people are all dried out, right? So fill it up, get the fire going. <laughs> Don't go overboard with fire, right? Balance is always good, but it's also a great time for movement, dancing, yoga, stretching, Pilates, you know, pay attention. The cats and dogs always tell us what to do and take care of your physical body. And then I, I, I can't bring my guest on until I do mention the blood moon lunar eclipse, which is going to be May 15th. And this is a, a massive event. It is a blood moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. I feel like my lips are on fire just saying that. 
blood moon simply means that the moon is cast in reddish hue as the eclipse reaches totality. Blood moon eclipses are incredibly potent cosmic events. They represent endings and closures. I keep saying that today, don't I? They can also reveal information, like level you up, waken you, draw you. Many people are saying, Loretta, I've got to, I got to help do something. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's here. And they give us an opportunity to take a quantum leap into the next chapter of our evolution. Our consciousness often shifts, and after the eclipse energy passes. We tend to see things in a whole new light. So as the eclipse falls in the sign of Scorpio, the transformative energies are magnified. We may find ourselves reflecting on the cycles of death and rebirth that have taken place in our lives, in our communities, on our planet, or we may find ourselves moving through the crux of a death and rebirth. You might be in the middle of that transformation right now. And just know that all things are temporary. We're simply moving through them. Even the dark night of the soul, we're moving through it. And once the eclipse dust settles, we will be able to see the higher purpose unfolding from it. I also wanna mention that this is the longest prime time total lunar eclipse on the west coast of the US in our century. So you will be able to see this total lunar eclipse through the United States, and there's other places on the planet too. I'm sorry to be so US oriented, but I am. Um, this lunar eclipse will last a total of 84 minutes, plenty of time to contemplate it, you know, and do some necessary contemplation, you know, like, like what needs to change? What do I wanna change? Uh, right now's the perfect time to reevaluate old habits. And um, I, I wanna say this too, I was, I'm sorry I don't have these times exact for you. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning. But it, on, if you begin to take notice of the moon here on the West Coast around 6.30 p.m. on the 15th, and then just kind of stay with it because it's going to go, I think the peak of it is going to be around 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, right? And then it, it, you just, believe me, you're going to see that reddish hue. So I haven't checked the weather report here in Seattle. I hope that we've got some kind of clear sky, but this would be a time too to take pictures of that beautiful moon and uh, just take a look at it. Um, I've, I've, been, I've seen blood moon lunar eclipses before and they are actually amazing, kind of breathtaking. Um, I also wanna say that eclipses do create pathways from one chapter to the next. Yeah, from one chapter to the next of your life. And because Mars and Neptune are also aligning during this eclipse, many of the themes around this eclipse are likely to cause, cause major spiritual transformation in your life. So listen to what your heart, your spirit, God is saying to you throughout the process. We are on the verge of major change. And I wanna say this, we need all of you right now. We need everybody online, we need everybody uh, bringing your beautiful gifts to the world because that's really what it's all about. So <laughs> having said all that, whoo, wow, what a day for my guest. We're going to have a beautiful, I'm excited for this interview because we need to talk about it. And, and, and I'm going to say the word now, marriage. We're going to talk about marriage. Yeah, we're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about all things wonderful. My guest this week is Marsha Naomi Berger. LCSW, which means licensed clinical social worker, I think with a license to 
practice or uh, uh, psychotherapy, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, right? She has a private psychotherapy practice. She's the author of a great book called Marriage Minded, hmm. an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. Yeah, I did say that. Views around marriage have definitely changed through the years. Through my lifetime, I've seen it really change, right? Women no longer need to get married for financial security or to start a family. Our views have changed. Society widely accepts being single as a personal choice with no stigma attached, regardless of a woman's age, but still many men and women want to get married. I, yeah, they do, apparently. But often women do not speak about their desire for marriage because they fear people will view them as desperate or foolish, or they'll talk them down. What do you want to do that for? Ugh. You know, like in my circles, my women's circles, we do deal with all of these things. And I often hear women say things like, oh man, where is a good man, right? Where have they gone? And it's like, where have all the flowers gone? I don't know. But Marsha Naomi Berger says she believes in marriage. She herself has been married quite a while. And in her new book, she offers an assortment of practical tips, wisdom, reassurance, and inspiring true stories for every woman who longs to find a life partner, a soulmate, a prince charming, <laughs> and create a union that fulfills her emotionally, spiritually, sexually, and materially. Welcome to the show, Naomi. It is such a pleasure to have you. It's my pleasure to be here, Loretta. Thank you for having me. I want to show the people on YouTube your beautiful book, Marriage Minded, A to Z. And I really, uh, I love how you've done this book. It's, it, it, it's um, you don't really have it in sections, but it's kind of in sections. And I want you to tell us about that. But what I love is that it really is A to Z. Like you can open up the book and I just flipped it open to, and it, open to the F page, right? Like, I kind of like to use it like that, like, oh, what's it going to tell me, right? What's it saying, right? Because I'm that girl. And it says here, F is for faith, feelings, flexibility, friendship, and fun. And then uh, she writes all kinds of really wonderful things. So, uh, Naomi, how, how did you come to write this book? It's kind of a big question. Well, the very personal reason is that I dated for a long time, a very long time. I was conflicted about marrying. Like many people, divorce was close to me. My parents were divorced. I think a lot of women have gotten married and divorced and they're afraid to, to try again. Uh, and I did end up overcoming my resistance to marriage. I always thought I wanted to get married, but I didn't act that way. And uh, eventually I, I learned <clears throat> I learned to trust. Um, and, I, and the way I learned to trust was getting a lot of information um, before I got married. And also, I suppose growing to the point where I was mature enough to be able to contribute to a, a really lasting, fulfilling kind of marriage, the kind, as you said, that is emotionally and spiritually fulfilling for both of us, as well as um, satisfying materially and uh, physically, of course, sexually. So uh, it's like paying it forward. I learned a lot 
and I want to share it and I want to do it thoroughly. And that's why it's an A to Z format so that I can feel like I'm covering all the bases. Um, I just love your book. Um, and I think that this is a very much needed conversation. I said that already, but I've, I've sat with it and I always, I'm always very conscious of when I interview someone like there's a reason that we're talking and we have information that might help people. Um, so many people have come to me and they said, oh, I think, you know, Loretta, marriage is outdated. Who needs it, right? You know, or I've had people say, well, we lived together and then we got married and then we broke up, right? Like these weird ideas about it. But can you talk a little bit about the changes that we've seen in marriage? Like really, I'm of an age that, you know, people used to joke about, you know, getting your MRS degree in college, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, why are you going to college? You're not really going to do that anyway. You're going to have kids and, you know, uh, cook dinner, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. But can you talk a little bit about how mar the marriage has changed, the idea of marriage? And like I said, even the connotation of it. So um, I agree with what you said already about how marriage has changed that, yes, the expectations are a lot different now. Marriage used to be, well, going back away else it was for a long time, probably for know, centuries, it was largely an economic arrangement. And if love came along, that was great. Uh, but people had definite roles. Uh, the man husband was the one who was the provider of uh, of the money or the, <laughs> the food, whatever. Um, and the woman was taking care of the home. And, uh, or as then we got to where women could get kind of relatively low level jobs, but still needed a husband in order to have a nice middle-class lifestyle. Uh, think Jane Austen's novels. Everybody had to have a yeah. man who uh, had, had some uh, money basically. And, uh, and of course, it's a romantic novel, so the women, the heroines got to have both, <laughs> the love and yeah. the um, So, so and now a third of women out earn their husbands. They have jobs that are prestigious and use their minds, and uh, they don't need to marry for money. And, and this is where it comes in that uh, along with the societal expectations changing, which probably relates a lot to the fact that women no longer uh, need to be financially dependent on men by and large. Um, and I think that is a good thing uh, because they can look more for what's ultimately more satisfying uh, than going after money is, is going for the emotional and spiritual fulfillment. And of course you want the physical sex and, and, and uh, all that, uh, but the emotional and spiritual is what, what makes us go, woo, this is great. And, and it lasts beyond chemistry, beyond initial chemistry. Yeah, I, I'm hearing you uh, very clearly and very deeply. Um, this idea that we don't have to be married, you know, and, and of course, you know, people have different views about that, you know, some a lot of people are becoming more comfortable with being sing single. So the idea of marriage, um, and yet I, I'm going to also just validate this because I do talk to a lot of people. I have a lot of clients and, and a lot of people are looking for 
a partner right now. They're they're looking to get married and specifically to get married, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, you know, yeah, I want someone to go do things with, right? You know, and um, and maybe don't want to fully enter in. You may have already answered this in what you said, but what do real women really want? What do they really want? I'm thinking about it in a quick sentence. Um, I can say we want someone who gets us. No, so, someone who's tuned in yeah. to us, someone who has our back, um, someone we can grow with, have fun with, <laughs> so, so, you know, someone who makes life easier in general, you know, sharing the kind yeah. of chores and business aspects of life that uh, you don't have to do alone. Wow, I love what you said. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and basically, she she said i i am looking for you know a man i want i want to get married um and she says i want someone that has my back and is there for me and then she asked a question that i'd love for you to address um you know she was talking about her family and her family is complicated <laughs> shall we say <laughs> Right. Family isn't, you know, like really, that's kind of how I feel too. Like there's a little, there's going to be a little baggage with the family, but her comment had something to do with, I don't want to bring that in. I feel like I need to have that all fixed up. Right. Oh, what would uh -huh. you say to all that? Yeah. Okay. So getting fixed is, um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yes. Basically, um, we're all on a journey. You know, we always have room to grow. Um, I'd say the closest to getting fixed is recognizing uh, that you can change and grow. Uh, it, it doesn't mean the complicated family stuff is going to go away totally, but you kind of learn to live with it ideally and to accept it. And one uh, one idea of mine. Uh, you know, this idea of people think they have to be fixed before they can get married, um, say that we, we can all be neurotic, you know, when we're single, uh, have our little quirks and et cetera, imperfections. And when we get married, we still have them, but we have somebody who accepts us regardless. So uh, that's, that's my take on getting fixed. I, uh, I, I'm going back to what you said, that we, we want someone who gets us and who's there for us. And um, I don't know, you know, we haven't said the word love yet, but, um, maybe we should talk about that. You know, like love is such a, a, a it's just a word, right? <laughs> that means so many things, but you know, when you love someone and you, and you really do get them and you fall in love with them, my perception is that you're, you're kind of willing to take, take, take it on, right? Like I'll be there for you. Uh -huh. I can't fix it, but I'll uh -huh. be there. The whole package. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole package. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, what do men want? Hmm. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm listening. So let's uh, let's get it out there. Yep. Let's get it out there. I'm listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think men want the same thing basically as women. They, uh, underneath it all, uh, of course, they there are some differences, uh, but they want to feel like they're attractive, like they're loved. Uh, uh, somebody does have their back, even if, if it might not be as obvious as the other way around, because men may feel more like they have to be in charge than women. Uh, 
but they want the emotional and spiritual fulfillment also. And they may not know that they want that, but when they don't get it, they're not happy. You know, um, to me, we're kind of hitting right on top of something because many women come to me and they're like, I don't know what a man wants. Like, I don't know what I want, right? Like, or maybe I do. I've made this list because I went to this workshop. <laughs> the 100 things that I want the guy to be like, right? And and um, I have a son, right? I happen to have a son. And he said to me one day, he says, mom, he says, I'm doing the best I can, but you know, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I need to have a chat with him. Sounds like he has good self-awareness. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm there just a guy. He said these girls show up with these lists and I'm like, uh, you know, like I'm afraid to say anything because if I say the wrong thing, they're like, check, swipe, right? <laughs> You're out of there, right? Yeah, he's intimidated. Yeah, yeah. What would you say to that? Because it's kind of, it's, there's a lot in what I just said. And, and you know, in a moment, we'll take a break and come back and talk more about it. But... What, what would I say to him? Yeah. I'd say be yourself and, and you'll find the compatible partner because yeah. you, you don't want to pretend you're somebody else just because they have it on the list. That person might not be for you if, <laughs> if, if, it, if the person, you know, if they want you to be, uh, have a certain occupation or certain hobby or so, you know, it's like you don't want to fit into somebody else's mold. You want to be you and, and, and trust that there's somebody out there who wants you, the real you. Yeah, I, um, so I'm hearing you say really both men and women want the same thing. They want someone to get them and, and um, value them for who they are, right? And, right? and yeah. I think you've hit on something big too, like this idea that we have to be somebody other than who we are. We've got to try to figure out what they want so that we can be that so that, mm -hmm. you know, it works. And, in marriage, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to... Yeah, no, no, please go ahead. Um, in, in marriage minded which remember it's an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. Um, B is for be yourself. Oh. It's important enough that it's in a letter. It's, it's in one of the chapters. I love that. So on that note, we're going to take a little uh, station break. Be, be yourself, right? Be yourself during the break. When we come back, we're going <laughs> to talk. Yeah, and later and always and anytime you can, you know, even in your underwear. Sorry. Anyway, love... <laughs> My guest today is the amazing Marsha Naomi Berger and her book, Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. Get it right now. Just get it right now. And then we're going to take a little station break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. 
Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Knorr with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer for men. African American men are more at risk. That's primarily because it's often diagnosed when it's more advanced. The good news is that diagnosed early in most prostate cancer can be treated effectively. If you're a man over 50 or have a family history of prostate cancer, talk to your doctor today about a test. For more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Yeah, thank you, Benny. That was perfect. Anyway, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. I'm Loretta Brown. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com and also find all of these shows archived in the KKNW 1150 archives for the original Loretta Brown Show. We're also on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify. I don't know, people tell me we're all over the place. So listen to this show over and over again. Uh, get Marsha Naomi Berger's book, Marriage Minded. Just do it, especially if you're trying to figure out how to be marriage minded, right? And as I said, this is an A to Z guide. So it's really fun for me. Not only can you just read the whole thing, which is just going to put you right where you need to be, but you're going to you're going to read about yourself in here. Like, how did she do that? That's me. She's talking about me in there. Uh, but also you can it's it's alphabetized. So during the break, we were talking about communication and Naomi, I'm going to go over to you because you opened up your book and you said <laughs> it's in the book. So tell us more. Okay, so in, in marriage minded, which I'm looking at also, because you mentioned communication, and I know that I have in this C entry, one of the C entries is C is for communication. And you mentioned, Loretta, that you, and I know this is almost universally true of people who come in to see me as a therapist, uh, they think they're communicating um they're not communicating productively or constructively <laughs> okay so, so you we're always communicating but it, it's <laughs> what are we communicating are we communicating to get closer or to create distance unconsciously um, so uh, the quote that i want to alert everybody to is the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place <laughs> And that's from George Bernard Shaw. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I'm laughing because that couldn't be more true. Um, there are times when I say things and then the person responds and I and I I've actually actually said out loud, did did words actually come out of my mouth? Because I thought I communicated, right? right? Obviously we didn't. I also want to read in here from your book um that you 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 say here that um, there, there were studies done by Albert Marabian, PhD, and his co colleagues around 
it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And they came up with this little breakdown. In communication, spoken words are 7%. Voice tone is 38%. And body language is 55%. Um, this to me is very powerful, especially in our world where we're doing so much texting. And my clients always share with me this, I texted this and then they texted that and we're, you know, and pretty soon we've broken up and we're never, we're ghosting each other. And it's like, did you even have a conversation? No, they didn't. So can you talk about the challenges of our modern day media with communication, dating and marriage? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, with texting, we miss the body language, the 55% of communication. And we also miss the voice tone, the 38% tone, inflection, uh, and volume. So uh, we're missing a lot if we don't have much in-person contact communication. Um, and I don't know if this trend is going to reverse, but um, it, you know, it makes me feel kind of old fashioned. I like to talk on the phone. I like to see people in person, uh, yeah. but I, I don't I don't think that should be out of style. I think it should be coming back so that people can relate to each other in, in uh, more constructive ways. And texting is great if you want to say, oh, what time are we going to meet? Uh, or what's the address of that place for factual information? But when we're talking about emotions, feelings, uh, what our wants are, what our needs are. There has to be room for a back and forth with all aspects of communicating, the verbal and nonverbal and the voice tone, body language. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking uh, while you're talking that I, I've also had women uh, come to me who are like, I want to talk to him like, we're married, right? Or we're living together, or we're dating, whatever it is, somewhere in there. And I want to talk to him uh, in depth. And he has, he just says, yes, no, or he doesn't want to talk about those things. Um, and, and there's a frustration level. Can you give any advice or insight into that sort of thing? When the partner doesn't want to talk about something that's important, um, trying to find out why, you know, what, what's getting in the way. Afraid of being judged or put down, you know, some people, some women also aren't comfortable talking about their feelings or, or what's important to them. And uh, part of it, I think, I think, you know, I think we all can be role models. Um, if, if we can express ourselves, then they can get maybe, you know, some people grow up in families where there just isn't much room for talking about emotions and um, on what they want, what they need. Uh, and they're, they're more, you know, they're, they're trained more to just go along, to get along. Um, but uh -huh. in a relationship, this is how we connect. So it, it really is important to, um, I think, first of all, you be comfortable in, in yourself. Um, and I think that does help the partner become more comfortable also, self-expression. You know, somewhere along the line, you talk about um, meetings, right? Like marriage meetings. Marriage meetings, yes. Could you please uh, explain what that is? Okay. I'm going to look it up. 
Does this show it up? Okay. Yes, it does. Okay. When my husband and I first got married, uh, I was already a quote expert therapist in the agency where I um, became the the go-to person when other staff members wanted to learn how to work with couples and families. And uh, so I, I, you know, I guess I felt pretty confident, but, but then when I got married, uh, it's much different because you don't have the objectivity, you have your own stuff <laughs> that you're both bringing in. And, um, and I saw a, a class advertised in a newspaper called Time for a Better Marriage. And my husband and I took the class and liked it. Uh, there were lots of ideas that came out of it. There was just a couple of minutes spent on the idea of a weekly marriage meeting um, with a, a simple four-part agenda. That was the one thing that we consciously practiced. And we've been doing it now for over 30 years, you know, almost as long as we've been married. So, wow. Yeah. It's going almost 34 years now. And um, so what is a marriage meeting? It's a gentle conversation where you sit down somewhere with no interruptions and you hold the simple agenda where you talk about what you appreciate about each other, which creates a nice feeling. Um, and there's a, a in, in this book, I, I tell just how to express appreciation, just how to communicate. There's seven communication skills that I have chapters on as well as on each part of the marriage meeting. Uh, so you have time for appreciation, you coordinate the chores, responsibilities, and you know, uh, plan your weekly date. A lot of people have heard of it, but they may forget to do it. And other fun activities, whether you do them alone or, you know, you mentioned how you have to fill up your cup to have yeah. to have to give. So this is fill up cup time, uh, and and you can look forward to what you planned. And then you deal with whatever concerns or issues are going on using the positive communication skills and the guidelines for how to hold the meeting. I love it. So the name of that book is Marriage Meetings. Is that the Marriage name Meetings for a Lasting Love, 30 Minutes a Week to the Relationship You've Always Wanted. And people may be tempted to spend a lot longer, uh, but we don't want to go over 45 because my husband and I learned that if it's too long, we get tired and cranky. So we want to bring our best selves <laughs> into the meeting and, and keep it you know, we're still going to be alert and constructive. I think that's great. So uh, I'm going to just recommend that book too. you know, Naomi. I mean, people need to stock up here. Um, I want to back up just a little bit. I want to ask you because, you know, the, your, your book, Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. Um, for those people that are out there looking and there can be many reasons why people are single. Um, what are some of the things that people really should be looking for? What are the questions in the dating? I think they should be looking for what they want in the long run. Uh, chemistry is important, but chemistry can come and go depending on how we're feeling about the person and how satisfied we are in the relationship. So we're looking for having enough similar values and interests, um, wanting a similar kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I realize that as we get older, we're not running around all the time. <laughs> we're spending a lot of time just sitting and 
Um, I like someone, I wanted someone I could hang out with. I had that realization yeah. at a certain point. No, he doesn't absolutely have to ski. Okay. And he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to like everything I like, but I, but I have to like hanging out with him and conversing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cause you answered a question I was going to ask, which is how, how, how similar do we have to be? I, right. I, I often think when women make these lists or these vision boards, <laughs> they're trying to meet themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Like they went maybe, maybe they're trying to be some person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it is okay to have, um, you know, while you're dating, it's all right that you don't agree with every single thing. It's a question. Right. Yeah, okay. and, and in the, I have an L is for list entry under L in marriage minded, uh, an agency dating guide for lasting love. So L among other things, uh, it's for love and it's also for lists. So, and I, I do write about um, the, some important things to look for and to help to evaluate your list. What, what's, what's a need and what's a want. Your, your book, by the way, I want to point this out to people, even though you don't, I don't think you have officially um, sectioned it like that, but the first part is really about like, what are the obstacles overcoming obstacles right mm -hmm. can you talk about the section because it's progressive as far as i'm concerned so what are yes. those sections of your book yeah yes i did start with obstacles um because that holds people back from even dating at all if they're afraid that um they're going to get into a bad marriage that's a very common obstacle the lack of confidence that they yes. can succeed and I offer a solution, which is read it, read my book and, and also other books and, and find mentors. You know, there's a lot of ways to learn. And I probably valued mentors, especially um, whether they knew they were mentors or not, but watching people and, and, and learning and maybe asking some questions and having, having a friend uh, point out my self-defeating pattern. Uh, you know, so, so that, that's a big obstacle. There are a lot of obstacles um, that vary depending on the woman. Um, uh, all men want a younger woman, there aren't enough men around, da, 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 da. You know, and in the book I explain how you can counter each obstacle and, and realize that it's actually um, an obstacle illusion. Oh, that's great. Obstacle illusion, I love that. Yeah, uh, I also think that in in obstacles, you know, like, for instance, if people need some help, you know, you you offer a lot of help to people and there's there's people out there. But once you overcome those obstacles, um, then your book talks about dating, you know, it talks about. Obviously, you're going to date a while and figure out if you can commit and then end up in marriage, right? Right. You know, there's a progression there. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about sex or maybe a lot about sex? Like how important is sex? And I think a lot of my clients actually shared that they end up, excuse me, they end up um, in bed too soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay. So yes, in, in the book, Marriage Minded <laughs> and Ages and Guide for Lasting Love, we do have... <sighs> more than one chapter on S's for sex, one 
entry, let's say. Um, and um, I do recognize that the hormones are very, very powerful. And um, when we have sex, for most women, a bonding happens. And if it happens very soon, that bonding is so strong that we're fantasizing that this is the one, this is, you know, this is perfect, he's wonderful. And we're kind of blind to whatever uh, shortcomings might be there that would not be good in the long run. So I have a chart in there, pros and cons of having sex in a non-committed relationship and, or when is the time? And we hear from different women um, what, what they think about the time. I don't have, I can't give you a one fits all prescription, but um, what I do is help people think it through. Yeah, I, I think it's important that we do think it through. And I, I wanna bring up this also, um, what is your recommendation? Like, um, I'm going to put it this way, and I, this, this I think goes for both men and women. You, you know more than I do. I'm just coming, drawing from my own clientele base, right? That sometimes when people get out of a marriage, when they divorce, um, what is a good time frame from for them to wait before getting into another committed relationship? And and what I've discovered is a lot of people end up. I, you could call it rebounding, but they actually, what they do is they go and try to find someone to fill that void. Right. Right. Yeah. So can you talk about that, please? So I think you were asking when is the right time mm -hmm. to get into a relationship after one ends, whether it's divorce or dating for a long time or living together. Uh, the right time, I would say, is when you've done enough grieving and figured out what you've learned. Otherwise, it's easy to go from one unsatisfying situation to another. Yeah. yeah. And to learn what you what you really need. Yeah. I've also discovered that, um, you know, when people get, you know, back into it too soon, um, they, they often have not had the time to heal their own self or to discover what was their part of that. Yes, that's learning. Yeah. That's part, that's the, probably probably the most important part of the learning is, um, you know, what what did I bring into it and what do I want to bring in that's different next time. Yeah, otherwise you, the, people have a tendency to recreate the same thing. <laughs> they just one person left and in came in came somebody else. Um, so I want to talk about sex in marriage, and mm -hmm. how important is sex in marriage. And how do you keep that going <laughs> through the years? <laughs> oh, I love that question because I think it is so important. I, I've written the sex is the glue. It's, it's like the glue that keeps you together. And it's very, very important um, for most of us, if not all of us, um, to keep that part of the relationship going. And how do we do it? There's that C is for communication, uh, to, to be yourself and to know what you need, whether it's sexually or emotionally or physically or spiritually, um, to be able to uh, stay in touch and stay connected. And having those weekly dates is important uh, in a way, as long as you make it fun. I'm seeing a client now who uh, says she has weekly dates with her husband, but it's gotten stale. 
Yes. You know, so I'm, I'm encouraging her to think of ways to make it more fun and do some things on her own that are fun too, uh, because sometimes women get so busy, they forget to take care of themselves. And I think you are doing a fabulous thing because you, Loretta, are providing an oasis where people can renew themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Also, to talk about these things, I'm I'm thinking to myself how, you know, we, we kind of started talking about how things have changed, right? Like my mother didn't work, right, until later, right? Later after, you know, seven kids left, she finally went back to work. But um, in today's world, many women are working. It's not like they're taking care of the kids and doing laundry and then they got to have sex and it's like, oh, God, they right. other yeah, thing. Job. Yeah. right. There's another job. And even if we're working all the time, it, it, it you know, I think the tendency is, um, you know, some people say to me, well, I don't want to schedule it. I want it to be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that it is important to find a way to keep it going. If you're able to do that spontaneously, great. But I think um, much too often people, as you said, they could be kind of busy. The mind could be elsewhere. Um, I believe for many, many people, scheduling is a, a good idea with the idea that it doesn't have to happen, but this is a time we know it can happen. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of things to do about that. But I, I want to point out too that in Naomi's book under S, it there is sex in there. You could read about it. <laughs> Maybe get some help. Um, I want to address um, widows and widowers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And can you just talk about that for a moment? Like sometimes people don't want to get back into it. Like they're hanging on to that person who has mm -hmm. passed. Right. And this is similar in a way to after a divorce or some other kind of, of breakup, um, there needs to be, in order to move on to a new relationship, there needs to be for in a widow or widowhood situation um, that there needs to be the time to grieve and to heal and to allow that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've had Women as long say, as it takes to no timetable. Yeah, thank you. That That's kind of how I feel too. Like grieving to me is a very unique individual thing and no one can tell you, you know, what the length is on that. But I, I, I do think that we need to look for what's healthy and what's not healthy, you know, as far as our emotional, spiritual and mental health go. And yeah, you, um, uh, could you address it? We're doing these things very quickly to the listening audience. I'm just tapping on things in yeah. case there's something that 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 uh, triggers someone that's listening uh please reach out you know um get uh marcia naomi burger's book marriage minded because sometimes you gotta change your mind right to change your life. <laughs> how that works what can you say about exes because that's under all live in texas <laughs> Oh, my exes live in Texas. I love it. X, X, by the way, is for exasperating, exciting exes and expectations. So. This popped into my head. I love that. <laughs> um, about, about exes. Um, this is in the context of 
when you are getting into a new relationship or if you've married um, and you have an ex, ideally before marriage, you're going to communicate with your new partner about what kind of relationship you are going to have or have or want to have your, with your ex so that nobody is blindsided uh, going into the marriage. Uh, if, if they want to stay friends with their ex, if they're going to do things alone with their ex, or if they want to be, um, or they want to, you know, talk about it. Is it that, yeah, you can be with your ex, but I want to be there too. Um, so uh, just whatever is going to work for both people. What I love is we ended back, back up with communication, which for me is key. It's key. You know, Benny brought it up, but it, it's really key to everything, that ability to communicate. And I think you have to really know yourself. Like, what do you want? And and I said it earlier, but what is your part of it? What are your expectations that might be a little overboard, right? Like I was saying during the break, my son says, I'm just a guy. No, I'm not. just a guy doing the best I can out here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of smiling because every time you say a word that's that's an entry in my book, I go, oh, yes, E is for expectations, which is in there also. Expectations yeah. in dating and then expectations for marriage because they have such a strong influence on us and they may not be the best or the most accurate kinds of expectations that will um, be fulfilled and make us happy. Yeah. We want to so, get the, we want to have realistic expectations. So where do people find you, Naomi? Where do they find you? Where do they find your book? And and what do you offer? We've got like uh, one minute. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of time for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so um, I have a, a um, website, marriagemeetings.com. Uh, and you can get the links to where you can get the books there, which is um, the usual online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, if your bookstore doesn't have it, you can ask for it independent bookstores, uh, libraries, same thing. If they don't have it, ask for it. Uh, and uh, you can also get my free newsletter by going to my website, which is marriagemeetings with an S on the end.com. Wonderful. Anything else? Well, what I do, uh, yeah, people can uh, call me up if they want to have an appointment to talk to me. Um, I don't hide my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> 415-491-4801 and uh, Pacific time. <laughs> Wonderful. Any last word for the listening audience? Be willing to stretch. Yes. Excellent. So anyway, uh, my guest today, Marsha Naomi Berger, her book, Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. And I also highly recommend her other book, Marriage Meeting, right? Because that's such a, I think you've got a wealth of information and don't be afraid to reach out and get help. And marriage is actually a good thing, can be a wonderful blessing. This is Loretta Brown. Be careful this week, drink a lot of water, sit out mm -hmm. under the blood moon lunar eclipse and set in motion something beautiful for your life. So much love. Thank you so much. Thanks, Naomi. Thanks.